Well, hello everyone. Welcome back once again to the VOV Network where great things are always happening. Well, it's February already in 2022. And this month at the VOV Network is all about matters of the heart. We have a very interesting topic today, uh, kind of associated with that, but it's not about romantic matters of the heart. It actually is focused on child-parent relationships. And you talk about matters of the heart. Those are the people that we live, breathe, and die for every day. So we have a special guest that's going to be joining us today. Uh, her name is Bridget Kinney. She's going to give us some insights, some inspiration, and some ways to build better bridges for parent and teen, specifically, relationships. So uh, stick around. Let's get into it. Well, good morning, Mina. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm awesome. Awesome. Well, as I said, welcome back, everyone. Today's top topic, we're talking about the parent-teen relationship. And as we all know, those teen years can be a challenge. So we brought in a special guest from Building Bridges Mentor and Outreach Program. And Bridget has been working with teens for many, many years. Her background, she's also uh, been a school teacher and, and other things. So she's in that environment all the time, listening to, talking to, relating, and having to better understand uh, teenagers. So she's going to join us today and give us just a wealth of information uh, and in different ways of, of how we can be better at two main things that, that really matter in the, the parent-teen relationship, better communication and trust. And those would be good, kind of be the focuses that we're going to talk about today. So we're going to bring Bridget in, have her join us, and uh, she'll give you a little bit more information on herself and her background. Good morning. Good afternoon, wherever you are. Good morning. Good afternoon. Welcome, Bridget. Thank you for taking the time today to join us. Uh, how about you give us just a little bit of background on yourself and also what uh, the Building Bridges Mentor and uh, Outreach Program is all about? Absolutely. Um, I'll start first with just introducing myself. I, as you said, I have a wealth of, uh, I guess, life knowledge, so to mm -hmm. speak, on the parent and teen relationship. Um, I'll just first say I am a mother of five grown children. Um, that should be it in, in itself. That should be it in itself. <laughs> and, and you're still alive, yes. <laughs> and, I, and most importantly, they're still alive to tell about it. Um, <laughs> um, so I'm the mother of five grown, now grown children. Um, the the grandmother of two teenage um, going into young adulthood um, grandchildren. And um, and so right there is a, a, a wealth of, of life experience and knowledge as well. Um, I am also the founder and director of Building Bridges Mentor um, Outreach Program. And what that is, is a uh, program focused on empowerment, um, educational resources, outreach services for at-risk teens and children, as well as families that um, live beyond that poverty line. Um, and so under that uh, Building Bridges Outreach Program, we also have one of our first programs we started was the Beautiful Girls. Beautiful oh, Girls is an empowerment program for teen, preteen girls ages 12 to 18. And, and it's, it, the name speaks for itself. We, we um, educate those girls on just being, showing up 
as the best version of themselves and being them, being themselves, be you. Um, and so uh, other than that, we are going to launch um, this summer in Houston, the Building Bridges Outreach Program, where we encompass girls, boys, parents, um, and everybody in one setting. And so I am an educator. Um, I teach special ed in the high school level. Um, God has fixed it. So this year I, I am a co-teacher. So not only do I get to uh, reteach, so to speak, I, I have some freedom to kind of um, engage with the with the teens on another mm. level, on a social level, as well as the academic level. Um, so I've, I've also been a youth director for teen ministry at church. Um, I've been a mental health clinician for youth. Um, so I get to look at the teen in the whole realm of their life, not just the academic aspect, also the social aspect, the mental health aspect of their lives. So I get to look at the whole child. And that has been um, an awesome, awesome experience. I'll say that. Excellent. Excellent. Well, thank you for joining us. And, you know, it's, this is actually perfect because I know one of your big focuses and you just talked about the beautiful girls thing that you uh, have had going for a few years. And that, I think the most important piece of that for you is the be you part, right? Just truly being you. And Mina, I know you want to maybe jump in there real quick and just kind of share. That's one of the things that VOV is all about, being your true authentic self, right? You know, right. Uh, knowing your worth and many other things. Uh, what, what would you want to share on that? Uh, first, I want to say thank you, Bridget. Thank you for the work that you do. We know we need that for our young girls. And to be in an area in Houston doing this, it's got to be tough. And we really appreciate it. And you actually have a comment. Breon Richardson is checking in. So just to let you know. <laughs> so you got some support out there, too, from your friends or family or whoever he is to you. My son. Yes. <laughs> he can attest to this strong woman that that we have on today and and this whole VU movement and thank you so much I appreciate you you're welcome um VU is really strong because um with social media as it and we won't get I won't get into the whole thing but as social media as strong as the influence that it as it is for our teens and children now here um it's just very important for them to continue to you know be themselves be themselves right Got a couple other people checking in. Hit them, Brian, so she can see and know that yeah. she has these. The I see them. I see yeah. them. Okay. So mm -hmm. welcome for those of you who have joined the session and watching us live. We greatly appreciate it. Bridget, uh, you ready to, to get into the topic a little bit deeper or how do you want to? Yeah, let's get into I just want, first want to say, as I said before, I've engaged with teens in all capacity. And just one thing is for certain, I never stop learning from them. I never stopped learning from them. And so in my own observation and polling some of my girls, my mentees, um, I came, I narrowed it down to seven things. However, when I talk with these girls and other teens in my classroom, I mean, the information, I mean, the questions and the discussion just kept rolling. I mean, and it, it, it went into a venting session, actually, um, about what, what teens want to talk about, talk with uh, their parents about. And so I had to say, OK, I have enough because I, I couldn't I couldn't narrow it down. It was so hard to narrow it down to seven. So I have narrowed it down. We think teens don't want to talk. Cause you know, they go in their room and close the door. How was school? Right. And, say, and then they just close the door. 
Um, and so sometimes as parents, that's where we stop at the door closing, but they really do want to talk. And I, and I didn't know that it, until I heard all these conversations coming at me about what they want to talk to their parents about. So even if they go in and close the door, go right behind them, open that door and go right behind them. Give them a minute, but go right behind them and open that door as a parent. That's, that's all right. If you have a door on your, in your room, um, that's your right to open it up. And so, um, so I have narrowed it down to seven, so we can get right into it. Awesome. I want to say, Bridget, I like how you said, if they have a door. Because <laughs> you know, they don't have a door anymore. No, you know, because sometimes, you know, kids, will, uh, teenagers especially, would get too so honorary that the parent would take the door off the hinge, you know, back in the day. And now we're so tired. I don't even know if we have the energy to do that and the way doors right. are made now. I don't know yeah. if we have the energy to take a door off the hinge. But... Um, you know, if you have a door still on your on your on your um, in your house, and your teenager is, has a door, open that door up, open that door up, and open up, you know, open up conversation with them. Okay. So we can go right into number one. Very good. Well, let me bring in the presentation. We'll share that, and we'll we'll get going. Um, seven things teens need parents to know, and as I said, you know, the list went on and on and on. And I kind of captured a lot of those um, um, questions that they had and discussions they wanted to, because I want to check in with those teens some more and see how, you know, see how they're doing and, and, and how we can initiate conversation with the parent um, just on their behalf. So the first one is, we can go ahead with the first one. Okay. Being a teenager is hard. Don't minimize my feelings. I just want to say a lot of teenagers, this goes for a lot of teenagers, and especially during this COVID-19 new normal um, mm -hmm. world we're in. Um, sometimes our teenagers come to us with problems, situations, and we think it's a phase. You know, we think, okay, well, that's today, tomorrow, you'll feel different. But what I've heard from some of the teenagers are, you know, they do battle depression. Um, they do get, you know, they get overwhelmed. Um, socially, they do feel um, awkward. And so as a parent, you know, we, we need to take thought that, okay, this could be real. Okay, I'm going through depression. As an adult, I could be going through depression because I lost money. I lost a job. Things are going wrong. I can't make these ends meet. Um, but Teenagers also have the same, uh, to them, it's the same level of problem of, of issues. And sometimes we can get into the habit of saying, well, I think that's a phase they're going through. You know, I think that's just something they're going through today. Tomorrow it'll be different. She like him today. Tomorrow she might hate him. You know, she hate him today. Tomorrow she may like him. You know, the grades are, are, are bad today. Tomorrow she'll feel better if she gets some more sleep. If she answers, if she doesn't do this, if she doesn't do that, if he doesn't do this, he'll feel better. And so what I've heard from the, the, the teenagers that don't, don't minimize that feeling. Those feelings are very valid. Um, don't blow it off. Don't call it a phase. Validate their feelings um, in, in a way that is comfortable for both of you. That'd be kind of like a, a acknowledging it verbally, acknowledging, saying, hey, I understand you're feeling whatever it is, giving them that feedback so they know, okay, she or he understands, and then going on with, okay, so what, we can, what can we do? Is there anything we can do? What yeah. do you want? What can I do for you? Yeah, I think that's one of the things that when we talk about um, just building that the bridge of, as you said, the trust and confidence uh, is, is really taken to heart what they're expressing and, and, and don't minimize it, I think goes a long way in yeah. 
uh, increasing the trust factor that you have with the teenager too. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I know that from just from a, a teacher standpoint, where I am now, um, I've, I've been able to uh, engage with some of the uh, teenagers um, on a personal level, not personal, in my, but just them coming to me because I don't have that. I'm not instructing, so to speak, in the classroom. So when there is, I can see and I can notice when some, some teenagers are kind of off that day. And so I, I may just initiate like, you okay? And then they say, yeah, and then I just go back to my seat, but later on they'll come and tell me some things and, and you know, what's going on, whether it be at school or at home. And the first thing I say is I understand mm -hmm. I've been there, it, you know, or I know someone that just, you know, went through that same thing. And so that we can connect on that level instead of saying, you know, you'll be all right, you know, just kind of pushing off because sometimes as parents, and this is me speaking, we don't know what to say and we don't know what we don't know. And so we don't know what to say and it may be uncomfortable. And that's why I say when it's comfortable, whatever way is comfortable for both of you um, to when you want to reach out to this to that um, teenager, whatever is comfortable for you to validate their feelings instead of pushing it off as, you know, you'll be OK, you know, going room, go to sleep. You know, you shouldn't have been on the phone. You shouldn't have been this. You shouldn't have did that. You know, validate that feeling and don't minimize it. And in your example, that's what you did, because you said, are you okay? you asked if they were OK? recognizing that, yeah, you have something going on and it gave them the open door to come in and talk to you. That's great. Right, yeah. right. Very true. We can go on to the second point. And I don't want to get through these really fast. So if you have any input, please um, chime in. Um, the second one, and it kind of goes along with, kind of goes in line with the first one. When I come to you with a mistake, don't yell at me. I feel bad enough. And I'll speak as a parent. Um, if a if a teen, young adult, however, comes to you with this, it's hard to say. It's hard to not first want to say this is what I know. So in our in my instance, it'd be the way I told you. Yeah. I told you. You know. You know. You know. That's the last thing they want to hear because they know that you told them, and they know that they know, but they mm -hmm. feel bad enough. Um, mm -hmm. I um. Instead of yelling, um, show them some level of understanding at that point, right there at that point. This is normalized, letting the mistake be a lesson. Then this mistake be a lesson and talking through what that lesson um, is. And then discipline, because you, you can't, you know, you the consequence is good or bad, right? So you can't, you know, put away the discipline. But let's let's go to what that lesson was and 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 what can we do, you know, moving forward instead of and it, our first instinct would be like, well, I told you if you went out, you know, if you went there, this was gonna happen. I told you that. <laughs> yes, the old I told you so, right? Right. Yeah. And it's and it's normal for us because that's because we're human, right? And so the first thing is that I told you, why are you okay? So but that, we don't hear the we don't hear the mom dad, I'm coming to you with this mistake. I'm coming to you. Not right. that you found it out, not that somebody told you or you heard right. it. I'm coming to you yes. with this mistake. And mm -hmm. I'm seeing one of the messages. They're necessary. It's less yeah. me, uh, mistakes are necessary for learning to take place. So let's be let this be a learning experience, and let's see what the lesson is. Because you have to. You can't say, "Well, 
the lesson to this, into this is that you don't need to be going da 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 da, and you don't need to be doing da da da, right? The right. lesson you ask them, what is the lesson? Mm-hmm. Because That's you want to be real clear <laughs> that we both know what the lesson is. Now, yeah. when you told me the lesson was, you know, <laughs> ten days later, you told me the lesson was. Let's be real clear what the lesson is in this. And, and then, you know, that's the key, I think, is let the learning that, that really comes from it needs to come from their side of the fence, not your side of the fence as a parent, right? And right. so you actually have to, you're more of the guide in the process mm-hmm. and then the lecturer, right? Because that's the thing we want to do is we want to jump on, become that lecturer, right? Get on our soapbox and blah, 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 blah. But mm-hmm. we need to just kind of guide them in the learning that they are going to get from bumping their head, you know, is the old term we used to use. Uh, so, okay, hey, what was that like? What did you learn from that? If you had a chance to do it again, what would you do differently? Those kinds of things, right? Right. And what I, oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. What I really like about this point, what you make about this point is that, you know, from other students or other teenagers, they're hearing this, this is the outcome of what they get yelled at. They already feel bad enough. So they think, that when they tell you, which is really hard for them to do it, to come to you and tell you about their mistake, that you're going to be that person to say, to yell or, or make them feel bad, right? Um, so when you do be that accepting person that says, okay, you this happened. What are we going to do? What was, your, what was your learning experience from this? What happened? And they're, they're shocked. They're surprised. But it opens the door for them. For them to do it more in the future okay i made a mistake but i i can trust my mom or my dad or my friend or whoever it is to be there for them so yeah um and, and i just want to first i want to make a disclaimer um i learned this as years went on i have a couple of children on here right now they may go back in memory and say well that's not what you did <laughs> that's not how i remember it going however <laughs> Uh, hindsight is so is very much 2020 um and um and so this is what i learned throughout the years i'm hoping that i did portray some of these um steps um but if i did not i learned them over the years and now that i can i can i can um teach and, and and do the same things with my grandchildren and teach my children how to be effective parents to their teenagers right um and so at school um and even in in my organization with my girls whenever something has happened um they tend to not want to tell me um what happened mm-hmm. and all i need is a couple of words and i already have created a situation <laughs> i already know what happened um so i've lived long enough and experienced so much that you really can't fool me or, or make or shock me really um and so one of my students um she said she was crying and, and she came to me crying. So I knew she wanted me to ask her a question. So I said, well, what's wrong? And she said, you're going to be so disappointed in me. You're going to be mad. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to yell at me, you know? And I said, well, what's, what happened? And she gave me a couple of words. So I already knew what happened. So I, but I let her talk it out. I wanted her to talk yeah. it out. So then she could hear herself and hear what she did mm-hmm. and hear the mistake. And then she can, she can gather that information and then determine what the lesson was. Right. So I said, she gave me a little bit and I said, and then what happened? And then she gave me some more and I said, and then what happened? And then she gave me some more. I said, and so then what happened? And then she gave me all of it. I said, so, okay, 
so what was the lesson? And she looked at me like, well, you're not going to say, I told right. you, you know, that? <laughs> you yeah. know, she looked at me like, you're not going to say, you know, better. I said, so what was the lesson in that? And, you know, I'm not the parent, so I'm sure right. I'm a little bit calmer than the parent would be because she told me how her parents' response was. And I'll tell you what, what I told her about her parents' response. And I said, um, so what was the lesson? And then she started giving me, you know, some lessons in, or whatever in, in that. And I said, okay. Um, and so how can you, what, what, what have, could you have done differently? And then what will you do differently? Because we can always talk about what we could have did, but we need to know what we will do. Um, differently because it'll come back around, right? Because if we don't learn it less than once, it's bound to, and that's for adults as well, it's bound to come back around if we don't learn it the first time. It's bound to come back. So she talked, we talked through it. Now, of course, she was upset because she was already punished and her phone was taken away and all these things happened. But that was the discipline that had to come with the, with the lesson learned. It's consequence, right? And so I told her, she said, well, my mom's going to yell. And I said, well, she may. I said, but she loves you and she's scared. And so in that, in yelling, we have to start thinking about um, being um, kind of connected with us, with our teens on a human level. Like we're both human. We both have these feelings. And so being a little vulnerable, if, if you will, mm -hmm. and while we're doing this. And so they feel bad enough. They feel bad enough. And in, in, in so many words, my girls said this over and over in different words. You know, we already we already feel bad and we already ashamed and we're already this. And then if I come in and you yell at me, it's going to make me worse. And then it's the combativeness that comes with that yelling, too. Because if I'm yelling at you, then in some way you're going to want to yell at me. And then there we are. We don't, We have let the main reason stop being the main reason of the conversation. Right. right. Because, of that's course, true. it's going to go into something else. Well, that's because I be telling you to wash dishes and you don't never, you know, that's what I, because that's why I'm punishing you when you watch it when I tell you to watch this. Now, we done got off track. We have thought about the whole thing they came to me about, and now we're talking about washing dishes. And when you didn't wash dishes, this is what I said. So we have to make it be the main thing. And so when they come to you with a mistake, as red and as hot as you feel on the inside, because I've I've raised five different personalities, um, and I'm and I'm still relatively sane um <laughs> as as red and hot as you feel on the inside don't yell let that first thought be don't yell because mm -hmm. they feel bad mm -hmm. enough even though they coming to you in a sassy way or they coming to you with their hands folded or their eyes rolled or they're ready because they're ready to hear what you got to say they're like i'm ready i'm ready Great. they yeah. feel bad enough yeah. yeah, they come in with their armor already on, right? Expecting right. this huge outlash, right? And that's why when you were talking about the conversation you had with the young lady, and she's like, Wait, all you're doing is asking questions. <laughs> you're not saying, I told you so, and this, that. So it, 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 it you kind of have to disarm them, in all honesty. And that's kind of what you did in going through that process. So that's right. That's and you also said. have to um, disarm your, yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, True. you need to take a minute. If you need to tell them, let me, hold on, let me go in the bathroom right quick. I'll be right back. <laughs> or let me go in the other room to get something. I'll be right back. Or let me go put my phone away. I'll be yeah. right back. I will pour myself some more coffee. I'll be right yeah, back. I'll be right back. <laughs> you know, even if you have to disarm yourself so that you can get to that level with them, then I think that's a, 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 <laughs> It's a practice. I mean, it's a practical practice, basically, because you want to un unarm yourself because you're ready. Like, I can do yeah. this you know, right now. I've been waiting to take that phone away. 
that goes to the next the next one. But you have to unarm yourself as well, just so they can see. Because she was like, "You're not supposed to tell me everything that I should have been doing." Or you not? But I wanted her to walk through that on her own because this is her journey, his journey. I want him to walk through that on his own so he can remember and then tell me the lesson so that he won't have to or she won't have to repeat that lesson again. And she told me I didn't tell her. So it wasn't my lesson that you was trying to learn. It was your own. Absolutely. Number three. All right. Man. Now. <laughs> this is not gonna go well. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. This may not go well with your teenager at all. And don't say Miss Kenny told you. <laughs> I will say this. I will say this. And hearing the girls vent, and then hearing what they're in the and, and even my boy students what they're venting about. That electronic has a lot to do with it that electronic has a lot to do with it. now especially when you notice some unfamiliar actions with your teens or some weird behavior or any behavior that is not the norm mm -hmm. take the electronic away and i say that because um some teenagers have this thing about pride and they develop it socially through social media that is a big that is like a big hit with teenagers right now, social media. And when they're in a space where they're depressed or they're acting, you know, like um, just the behavior is kind of off and you're noticing they're answering back in a different way. You know, they left the house one way, they came home another way, especially if they came home another way. Take the electronic away. The the. The, and, and I'm talking about all of it. I'm, I, and I'm talking about even the games. The reason why is, and they they will be so mad about this. Yes, they will. But they, but they need a quiet space in their head. Correct. They need a quiet, and they may not, and they don't know it. I'm not going to say may not know it. They don't know it. Mm -hmm. They fill themselves up with all these things that happen. I have seen um, fights with teenagers arguments with teenagers, arguments with, with each other at 7.30 in the morning. Like, mm -hmm. why are you so mad with another person at 7.30 in the morning? Like, what did y'all talk about before 7.30? Social media. Mm -hmm. Social media. That night, that morning. So they've already had developed a behavior or, or this, this um, on guard a pr pr presentation that they're gonna, you know, when they get to school, this is what I'm gonna do, you know, yeah. hence the fights. Right. But when you see that behavior, when you see those those different actions after, you know, when they come home or that day, take that electronic away, take those electronics away. And not as a punishment, and you could communicate it the way you see fit for your child, for your teenager, but just to let them have a quiet space. This is not a punishment. I just need, I just want you to have some quiet in your head, in your head. Because yeah. we have teens that use the phone all day long on the, in the class and they're not texting. They're texting each other. But they're on social media constantly, social media, mm -hmm. constantly, social media, you know, all, mm -hmm. all, all of them. I don't know mm -hmm. what I, you know, I, I'm just, I'm old school. So I'm going to do Facebook and Instagram, but whatever else they're on, you know, they're doing that constantly. So that is, that is very effective in, in just in that thought process about not just about other people but about themselves 
It is. It is. You know, and uh, there's so much, especially with Instagram. I mean, all all of the social media out there. Um, that that's where they're looking for their validation and their self-esteem and, and many other things, uh, instead of inter- looking for it more internal, right? And mm-hmm. and what's you know truly between the ears, and that's what you're saying is giving them an opportunity to refocus on self, right? Without yeah. all of that stimulus coming from Lord knows where, mm-hmm. and from people that you really don't even know, maybe, you know, they just know your persona that you have or your Instagram name kind of thing. And that's all that they know about you. Uh, So yeah, it it can be very detrimental to just your your mental state. And as you said, they come in first thing in the morning already wound up because they have this interaction going. You know, Ready. overnight or first thing in the morning on social media. And again, we we can't knock social media totally because we're yeah. on it right now. We use it. <laughs> there are certain but. parts of it that you do have to be careful about what you consume or how much you consume. And, you know, we have a video specifically talking about that. Be careful what you consume mm-hmm. because that's what you can become. And just be very, very aware of that. So. And let's okay. face it, definitely. Let's face it, when it comes to adults we have when we're in a bad mood or we're having a bad day or something's happened with us and we're on social media we know we see enough negativity to even make us feel even worse that i mean there are times when i'll be like okay social media down the same way we're saying for the the teens like you got to put put that separation between you and social media, sometimes even TV. I mean, I might even go and find something funny intentionally, some comedy to watch because I just, I'm already there. I don't need more. And I, and I can imagine how teens, because as an adult where I've experienced so much more, it's hard for me sometimes. So I could see how that could be valid. Right. And, and they don't know enough to say, well, you know what? I need to put my, and we can, right? We have that experience. We, I can put my phone down because that's, right. okay, that's enough for today. Right. That's enough right. for today. But they don't, they don't have that, that judgment. So we as parents have to say, Hey, mm-hmm. um, and so in the schools, in the school, in the classroom, we, ta- we put it up just so they can focus. It's very mm-hmm. distracting. Everything is very distracting on a phone. So put it away so you can focus. But at home, we need to put it away so they can focus on themselves. What are they feeling? They don't know how to do that. We have to make that judgment for them. Put it away. And they're going to be so mad. They're going to throw tantrums. You're just trying to, you know, now let me talk to my friends. You're just trying. Yeah, I am. I need, right now, I need you to breathe. I need you to take that phone away. Um, and I will say none of my teens told me this because um, I know they're going to say, well, I didn't tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> But um, it is very healthy, uh, emotionally, socially, it's very healthy um, to have to be in, in, in a space where you just can't hear anything. You can't right. see anything. I'm speaking from, a, from an adult standpoint. It is very healthy where you can just take all those things and they won't do that. So we have to do it for them. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like I said, they're going to have a tantrum at first. I mean, that would be my end talk. They have a tantrum at first. Um, and I mean, what else are they going to do? They can't do anything else. And, you know, so <laughs> let them have the tantrum. But they'll thank you later. They yeah. will thank you later. Absolutely. Man, I'm so big on this. Um, that is what I teach my girls um, to love themselves in order to love others um when he when teens hit that puberty and that sexually inquisitive stage you know as a parent 
our first reaction immediately is like, okay, well, I'm going to have to keep them away from boys. I'm going to have to keep them away from girls. Lock them in the closet. You know, whatever our plan <laughs> is um, to keep them from any representation of sex. Because mm -hmm. that's the first thing we go into, especially when they hit, I hear is younger, but when they hit 13 and older, you know, we start thinking, okay, I need to start keeping them away from this. and what, what, but, but if we teach them how to themselves first, the value of learning that and who they are is also, and, and the huge responsibility for in having sex and, and love, right? It definitely um, decreased the, the need to, you know, love other people to validate, like Brian said, to validate themselves, mm -hmm. to reach out to other people to validate themselves. So he can like me to, so I can, validate myself so she can like me so that validates me we need to start at a very young age now oh very young age now to teach our our children how to love themselves hmm. and 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 more importantly that loving yourself will kind of catapult to you being able to love others because we out there just hating ourselves and trying to love other and loving other people well i mean where do you do that at, right yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. We can't do that. So if we take the steps and it's strategic, right? Because, you know, before um, I even started these organizations, you know, Oprah was my best friend, right? Mm -hmm. And so I had to strategically learn how to love myself. Like I can't, I just couldn't learn one day. I saw I read these rules. Okay, I love me. It's a plan. <laughs> You yeah. know, it's a plan that we have to, and just think if, if we teach our young ladies and young men, young men too, you know, because sometimes we we put it all on the young women to mm -hmm. to learn how to love themselves, and nobody, not that many, it's a it's a small percentage are are out there showing men, young boys, how to love themselves, too. Mm -hmm. So if we take the initiative to teach them at a, a young age how to love themselves, how to value themselves, how to take care of themselves, how not cause not so not how to dress yourself, not so. So the boy look or the girl look or the, or the people on social media is, oh, she she know how to dress. She know how he know how to do this so that you can love yourself. And then you will learn how to love others. And that right. takes a long time. So by the time you learn how to love yourself, then you'll, you'll be at the age, right? Yeah. <laughs> and you'll know how to love others. Right. Um, you know, I want to jump in there because that's one thing that we harp a lot about here on the VOV Network is talking about self-care, which is mm -hmm. all part of that whole thing, right? Caring for self, uh, respecting yourself, showing uh, love and appreciation, mm -hmm. self-development for yourself, continued growth, and all of that uh, is important. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we have a video specifically talking about self-care, why mm -hmm. it's important. So it's really hard. And I mean, I know you've said this many times to mm -hmm. love, have an appreciation or even respect or gratitude for something else, someone else, whatever the situation might be, if you don't have it for yourself, you know, mm -hmm. it, it kind of starts with self to begin with. So Bridget, this, I think is one of the key, key things to land a foundation, especially at, like you said, young girls and young boys who, who need both because you build on this for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it is, it is kind of the ground floor of everything. Right. But I don't think we ever really see. I really like this, Bridget, because I don't think we ever we're talking to adults mostly when we do ours. So, yeah, it's kind of it's um, what do you call it? Why is the word escaping me? 
Oh, well, anyway, uh, I don't know why it's escaping me, but we talk about taking care of yourself, putting yourself first and all this stuff, but we don't ever really put the word love necessarily. Hmm. Love mm-hmm. might come up in the conversation, but it's not really, we don't really stress it. And mm-hmm. it's really important to do that when they're young, stressing to love themselves. Yeah, I really like that. And then loving others, right? Mm-hmm. Because, but you already said it all. You know, right. And I and when and when we've talked about this in a group session and I say, what do you love about yourself? Mm-hmm. I mean, Great it's hard for some girls to come up with that. Mm-hmm. And if someone said, well, you know how to do this. Oh, well, I know how to know. What do you love about yourself? Like, and you got to look deep in that. And as a teen or as a preteen, you may not know how to do that. So then what we have to do, we have to teach them how to deep dive deep um dive deeper into that right and mm-hmm. all this takes time and this is a part of your home training um it should be a part of your home training right yeah. how to right. love yourself and so right. that takes some time how how um what you love about not what you love what you what do you love about what you do because mm-hmm. as a as a, i know growing up as an, a young adult that's what we did well i do this so i love I, yeah. that i can do this But that's not who you are. That's not who you are. What do you love about yourself? Like, what is it about you and not who you want to be? About who you are now. Right. What do you love about yourself now? And then we can build on that and then go into what what, what you like to be or what what you want to be as a person, right? Not, you know, and so our teenagers are looking on social media and and, and we do too. Everybody's life is better. I mean, I have to check my post sometime because I'm like, girl, that ain't, uh, that's not everything that's going on, but you can't put everything out there, right? Yeah. But everybody's life is better, but sometimes I have to say, okay, it's always a story behind this picture. It's always a story and it's not your story, so you're not supposed to know it, but but our teens don't get that, right? So everybody has a boyfriend, everybody but you. Everybody has getting mm-hmm. A's and B's, but you. Yeah. Everybody has the story, but nobody's teaching that teen how to create their own story, right? For themselves. And so they have to love themselves, like love every bit of you, like the, the, the dirty parts, right, that you want to change. And there are some good parts. And if we if we start by, by teaching them, we can find those good parts. And then, then they'll know what they have to offer. Because once they start learning to love themselves, like really know their value and their worth, like we have, we, you know, women are doing now in their thirties and forties and fifties. Yeah. Once we start doing that now with those kids and those teenagers, then they'll look at who they're trying to love in a different light. Mm-hmm. Okay. Does that person really deserve all that I have mm-hmm. inside of me? Mm-hmm. Not that I'm fine, you know, not that yeah. I play sports, yeah. You know, I, I'm so much more than this. And they right. can learn that. If they can learn, because I look at those video games and I could not, I don't even know how to turn it on. <laughs> you know, it's so much stuff, you know. And if they can learn how to do that, they can learn how to dig deeper into who they are and how to value, learn the value and work that they have inside of them. Yeah. What do you think about, instead of the, because you can, because you can tell your child or your children, I love you. I love you. I love you. And and then it can become words, just words that you say routinely and they know you love them, but telling them what you love about them. Mm-hmm. 
so they can start getting used to, oh yeah, I have this value. I'm good at this, or I'm, I'm, you know, I, I'm kind hearted or, or whatever it is that you love about your child, telling them that so they can get that start about, you know, what they love about themselves, because there's enough out there to beat them up all day long, every day, all day online, long. online in, the, in the public. Like, you know, I love my hair now, right? Mm -hmm. I never wore it natural as a kid. I always put in relaxers on trying to straighten it out and all that. But if I had known, I had no idea, but I love it now. I wish I had known sooner to try or do something. You know, it's a part of me. Yes, it's a physical thing, but I hated it. And that's a part of me. And hating my hair, hating my skin color, hating whatever I hate about me makes me not love myself. So if right. we could just put those words in to our children so they can start somewhere, help them to, to do that. And, right. And everything is visual, right? Above right. me, beautiful. And I have to look at yeah. this so many times, you know, a day for myself. So everything is visual. So if we can start and, you know, it all, it, it all goes, goes back to taking some time, right? Taking some time out. We're all busy. We all have all these things. Everybody's on the schedule. The children on the schedule, right. we're on the schedule, but we got to take time because they need this. And yeah. it all goes back to taking some time. And if you need to make a visual, okay, this is what, what you love about yourself. And we're going to yeah. go into the loving them as well later on, but this is what you love about yourself. How does right. that look? Right. Let's write how that looks. Mm. And remember, I remember, I don't know if y'all remember a movie or a series where she had all those sticky tabs all on her mirror to mm -hmm. remind her of all these things. I taught my daughter how to do this, you know, yeah. put the sticky tabs about all these things, who you are. And we, I, I you know, I was trying to try it at the high school, but we just didn't get it off, um, get it um, started. But get those visuals, what mm -hmm. that looks like. What is, I, well, I like the, I like the way, you know, the color of my eyes. Okay. Well, and what does that remind you of looking at your eyes? What do you think of when you look at yourself? What do you look at your eyes? Well, I like the way, you know, I, I, I like that I make people laugh. Now, how does that make people feel, you think, when you make people laugh? How do you feel when you make people laugh? And write those things down so that they yeah. can see those things. And so I don't know what are on teenagers' walls now because I don't have a teenager. But have, yeah. instead of having whatever those things are on that wall, have those things. And that is... That's intentional, right? You have to be intentional about that. You have to yeah. take some time and do that. And so those things that they can see, if you have to put it on that mirror, if you have to write it for them while they're telling you, because let them participate in this and put it in the mirror. So when they see every day, when they go get up and brush their teeth and stuff, that's what they start off with before yeah. they probably after they open up social media, because we all know we look at social media. So right away. And open up and, and put one First step thing. Put out <laughs> We say our yeah. preference. And then, and then we open up social media. Um, before, but before they leave for school and they see that mirror, they know they said that. That's nothing that their parents said about them. That's what they said about themselves. And so make it make it visual for them so they can see it themselves every day. Every day. Mm -hmm. Yep. Could not agree more. You know, yeah. that's that's the talk about like having a vision board and those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. But the other piece I want to just go back to real quick, Bridges, is, you know, talking about the role as a parent, right? And as you said, definitely can't say I was perfect at any of that, but learned it along the way. Um, but from the standpoint of we are kind of more the guide than anything else. Mm -hmm. And that's, I, I want to go back to that again, because even in this part, I think our role as a parent 
is to ask those questions and to put those things out there so that the child, especially at a teenage years, can start to self-discover the things. So in other words, it shouldn't be me, the parent, telling you what you're good at or what's special about you. But what I can do is help guide you to discover and realize those things for yourself. And I think that because yeah. that's what you're going to get the most value, I think, out of having that self-discovery part happen. Right. Because they don't know the questions to ask themselves. Right. right. They just know about what they see, the physical. Right. What, right. They, what kind of clothes they wear, how their hair is yeah. done, right. you know, how their nails are done, you know, what have you. They right. don't know the deep, the deeper questions. Right. Their personalities, you know, mm -hmm. they just know just the, the, the surface. And so surface. we can guide them, like you said, in just getting those questions out there, not mm -hmm. answering them for mm -hmm. them, but getting those questions out there. And that's where we can, can guide them. Absolutely. Definitely. Definitely. Number five, please. And this is one of my girls um, and one of my students as well. Please don't compare me to my older or younger sibling. Mm. Mm. All, disclaimer, <laughs> we're human. Um, <laughs> teenagers compare themselves to others daily. That's mm. a given. Yeah. You know, in the classroom, on social media, I mean, even in their families, you know, they may not say anything, but they know, okay, my brother did better than me. My sister did better than me. Oh, I know my my brother or my younger brother, my younger sister, they, they're acting out, you know, and I'm not like that or I am like that. So they... <laughs> They need the pressure off of them when that when they come to you or when they're at home about their parental guidance. Um, they may see a negative pattern, like I said, in their siblings, or they may see a positive pattern in their siblings, and you know, tracing their siblings. But as a parent, um, it's easy for us to say, "Oh, you're gonna be just like your brother," because he was doing <laughs> the same thing when he started. And then I can say that, and I can say. And I, I'm, I'm apologizing. Right. I have done that same thing with my younger and older um, children. You know, mm -hmm. you you sound just like him, and I would call his name or whatever, mm -hmm. or her name or whatever. So it's easy for us to do it, and that's why we need that minute. We need that step away time uh, mm -hmm. before we address, and that is so um, important right now for ourselves. When we start to think about things, we need to do. We have to step away from it for a minute mm -hmm. and kind of thing. And we need to do those same things with our teens because um, mm -hmm. it's easy to compare them because we have that experience, right? As a parent, we have that experience with that older brother or that younger sibling. So we already see the signs, right? Mm -hmm. So it's easy for us to say, oh, he was doing just the same thing you're doing. I hope you don't be like um, Charlie and be giving <laughs> them bad grades at home because it's easy to just come out, right? Because that's what mm -hmm. we're thinking. Mm -hmm. But and this is ideal a situation, and but we're all here to give out these these nuggets, mm -hmm. right? So that they moving forward, moving forward, this is what we can do. You know, find one great thing about that team and explore that, mm -hmm. explore that, and enlarge that, right? Hey, because the conversation has to happen. Agreed. I know your other, you know, I know your other older brother um, was making bad grades, but but you do great in in spelling. Like you can spell really well, so let's let's do let's let's do this. Let's talk about what you like about this. How how can we help? How can we help you get better in math? 
we know that's a weak point, but you know, and we know your brother, we know your sister, whatever. But how can we help you find something they can do and, and then expound on that? Mm -hmm. And then let's talk about the other issue that you're having that your brother had or your sister had or your younger sibling had. And then if it's their brothers and sisters did something all great and you're not doing great things, let's find something great about mm -hmm. them and then expound on that because it's never competition. I'm going to tell you there are plenty. I know from, from just knowing people, there are plenty of people out there still in their 40s and 50s competing against their brothers and sisters. Oh, yes, there are. Yeah. Or having yeah. that having that um that um broken relationship with family members because they've always felt like they had to be better than them mm -hmm. it not only felt like it the parent vocalized it or there was the silent favorite that it wasn't spoke about but the action showed it yeah action you know, speak louder than words always check right? themselves yeah. right check yourself look at how you're acting with your children and i only had one but but I have experiences that I know from my own childhood, but where there's that silent favorite and they can't do any wrong, even when they do wrong, you know? Yeah. 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 I want to go back to a, a comment real quick, Bridget, and this was from earlier and it says, uh, uh, Elizabeth said, leading by example. And I want to bring that in here because one, what we're doing, and I'm speaking from the parents chair here, mm -hmm. is when you start comparing older, younger siblings, you're placing a judgment essentially yeah. is, is what you're doing. Um, so if you are starting to place judgment on your own children, sharing, you know, your different thoughts and comparing and that you're teaching them a behavior because you are technically the leader in, in all of this. Right. So if you start to use judgment as one of the things to separate, divide, show the differences between mm -hmm. what do you expect that they're going to start to do as they continue to develop because you're yeah. laying the road down for them already. So be very careful with uh, that because that judgment can really come back to bite you. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And mm -hmm. you'll see it. You won't say it, but you'll see it. Mm -hmm. And it will be one of those aha moments. Well, well, I deserve that one, you know, um, I deserve that one definitely by example. And indivi individuality is key here. It's key because um, they compete against each other and they, they don't, you know, you can see it in everything now, in everything. Um, competition was just sports at one time. Now it's in dressing, it's in talking, it's in everything. How many boyfriends you could get or girlfriends? I don't know what it's called. It's a number. Yeah, I mean, so I'm like, well, when did that start? Compare how many boyfriends. Back in my day, it was not popular. Um, <laughs> but, but, you know, so now they compare themselves as, you know, any, anyway. So as a parent, we got to like step back for a minute and then say, okay, that was their brother. That was their sister, but this is them. Right. And then treat them as such. And they need right. to know that. They need right. to know that. And like you said, the silent favorite one. Now mm -hmm. I have five. So I don't know if I treated any of them like they was favorite. I didn't really, really have time to be trying to figure out which one was the favorite. I know which one was doing this and which one was doing that. But mm -hmm. we do as parents, you know, and it's, it's real, sometimes pick that one golden child, right? And um, and we don't say, oh, you're such my golden child, but we can, no. it's other, the other children can tell who you favor. So we need to not compare them because they feel bad enough of trying to compare themselves to other people mm -hmm. outside of the home. At least at home, I feel special. Yeah. Mm -hmm. At least yeah, I, at home, I'm treated like an individual who I am. 
That's their safe place. Yeah. Yeah. That's the safe place. Yes. So number six. Woo. This is a hard one. Mm -hmm. Don't make judgment calls based on your negative experience. What? <laughs> I'm sorry, did you say something? <laughs> This is a hard one, right? Because all we see is what we've been through. It's our right? experience. It's what we know. That's all we know. Like, we see the storm coming, right? Yeah. We have to protect them from the storm, right? Because we've been in the storm. Right. So it's like, what do I do? Do I just stand back and let the storm just take them over? Right? But there's a fine line between judgment and a teachable moment. Right. It could always be a teachable moment. One time I had a dream that something was going to happen. My daughter was, my daughter, I think, was sleeping on this ledge or something or something. And I kept saying, You're going to fall. You're going to fall. And they were like, I know, I'm, I know what I'm doing. You know, and I was like, Okay, you're going to fall. And I never said, Okay, so when you fall, this is what's going to happen. So if you fall, you know this is what's going to happen. Instead, I kept saying, well, get out because you're going to fall. I never said why. Just get out. You know, you're going to yeah. fall. I had this dream. And it's almost, and it's the same way. You know, it's a fine line. We can we can make a judgment call or we can make it a, a teachable moment. Right. And when my girls were telling me this, well, I just want them to stop judging me because I'm not them. And I'm, I know what happened back in their day, but it's not me. That was them. And I didn't respond because I know what they're saying, but on the other, on the flip side of that, they know what can happen. Yeah. But that's a, that is a battle right there that you have picked. Yeah. If you start having that conversation about what you, what you went through and what they're going through. Yeah. Yeah. That is a yeah. battle that you have picked. Yeah, oh. I think we all remember that as a child, you know, the stories. Back in my day, I had to walk 20 miles uphill in the oh, cold. Right. Well, I'm cool. not trying to walk there. I'm, I'm trying to take, go with my friend. I can take an Uber. I'm not trying to walk 20 miles to school. I won't go. You know, that's the kind of mentality teens yeah, have yeah. now. So we have to stop thinking about what happened to us and what happened. Because it's valuable. Wait, wait. It's valuable it's lessons valuable the experience put us brought us to where we are today um but they weren't there no. so they could care less right yeah and they're so wise and their life is different the world is different so having the conversation with them is important because their circumstances surrounding them are different than what we had right we had ours totally different and so much scarier that sometimes we don't even have that experience. We hadn't even had that experience. Uh -uh. We don't but know we try to equate right? it to something that we know because that's our natural instinct as a parent. We try to equate it to something we know so we can give it, so we can make that call, right? That judgment call. Yeah. But we can't because that's what they see. They don't see the, the teaching moment. They see you just judging them. Yeah, You're just judging them. They Oh, that's all they see is well, yeah. I knew if I told you, you was gonna say, yeah. Instead of having that, having a conversation, a teachable moment. Okay, so, okay, you want to do this? So tell me, what do you think is gonna happen when you do this? Or and they may have a great answer, but let's move further. Okay, so if that happens, okay, but what if this happens? Then what are you gonna do? Because you know you're gonna be responsible for that, right? 
And so let these things soak through because if you're yelling and telling them about 20 years ago, they don't hear anything, but I'm about to do what I said I'm about to do because I'm about to do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's all they hear. So we have to get that have that time with them where we can have that conversation with them so that we can um, help help them help themselves basically and not be where I, if I tell my mama she going all she gonna say is well you know that, that, that when I was you know what happened I told you what happened to me <laughs> you know that kind of thing yeah. and and then we we brought in that we made it about them about us right yeah, them right because that's where we go to right we get the, we yeah. feel the hurt all over again. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. I was talking to him, and 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 I was doing everything he told me to do. And then all of a sudden, we we remember how we was doing it, right? Yeah. And what happened to us? So we now we have feelings about what happened to us way back yeah. in high school. So now we're we're putting off on them what happened to us. Right. It's not the same. No, it's not the same. Different. It's way different. Okay. Way different. So way you different. know, let's have that conversation about choices, decisions. Right and definitely yeah. consequences, bad or good. Yeah. Let's yeah. definitely have that conversation. Mm -hmm. yep. Agreed. And our last one, oh my God, I love this one. And oh, we just talked about I meaning. You yeah. just you you just talked about that a little bit, right? I, I didn't even think about the slide. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Tell me that you love me. Yeah. So the Bible says love covers a multitude of sin, right? Mm -hmm. And and it's true. It's true. And what you said, Mina, it, it was just following along with in the same uh, line of what I was going to say. Let's have a conversation about what we love about them. Mm -hmm. I know it's it's easy to say, oh, when you get out the car, I love you. When you're going for the bus, I love you. When you get off the mm -hmm. phone, okay, well, don't forget, I love you. You know, mm -hmm. I love you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> let's talk about, let's sit them down and talk about what we love about them. Mm -hmm. So tell me that you love me and tell me why. Because somebody else is going to tell them they love them and not going to act like it. And they don't know what, what that looks like. They're not going to know. They just know that we're L-O-V-E. And every time it comes out, oh, boy, that means something good. Mm -hmm. But if the actions don't line up with the word, then we just never, as a teenager, we just never know what love is then, right? And and I know this, this could be extreme, but maybe not. I text you 50 times a day because I love you. I, I I hit you because I love you. You know, even though that's common sense, hitting me doesn't mean you love me, but, you know, along with the... Yeah, I hit you because I want you to act right yeah. because you, I love you. I just want you to act right. You know, I just yeah. want you to be yeah. this. I know you can yeah. be. Yeah. I know yeah. you can mm -hmm. be that person. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So if, if we love... Tell them that you love them. I love you because... Mm -hmm. I love you because, and I, and one of my, my girls said, I just want to know that you love me and why, like, why you love me? And isn't that a, uh, isn't that a, uh, an awesome thing to think about, especially when you don't know what you love about yourself uh, and somebody right. else is telling me why they love me. So then that it's makes awesome. me think about why, I mean, that part of me that you love. Yeah. 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 So have a conversation sit down it's all it's all intentional right sit down mm -hmm. and have a conversation about what loves me what what loving them means to me right. i love you because of this and this is what it means to me right, right? and then a discipline won't be so harsh to them or even right? when, when i when i was talking about hitting i was talking more about domestic like yes, what I'm talking who, about. Oh, okay, okay 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 
I'm hearing you because I know I want you to be right because I know you. I just want us to be good. You know, I want us to be good together. Mm -hmm. I was just trying to stop you from leaving. I wasn't trying to hit you, hit you. I didn't hit you. Trying to control you. I wasn't trying to control you. I wasn't trying to control you. I don't call you. You know, I don't call you bad words. How am I? How am I verbally abusing abusing you? I'm not calling you bad words. Yeah. And when I tell you why tracker, you ask sometimes, right? When I put that tracker on your phone, I just want to know where you were and all kinds of make sure you were okay. Because I care about love. you, right? So tell yeah. them that yeah. you love them, and then this is a parent's responsibility yeah. forever. Yeah, it does not stop at teenager. Mm-hmm. I say that because I have grown children. It does not stop why you love them. Mm-hmm. Like, and then tell them what loving them means to you. And that mm. is going to have, we're going to have to show them vulnerability then. Yes. Yeah. Which yeah. Is That's what love does. It yeah. shows vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I, my student was telling me all these things that were happening with her mom and her and how she had took all these things away. And then the last thing she said, and she said, my grandma said that my mama was crying. Oh. And I said, do you know why? She's like, because she mad at me. Because I hurt her feelings. I said, and you know what else? She's scared, yeah. right? Loving you probably means I'm scared. Like I'm scared of what's out there for you if if I let you go outside. I'm scared of what's out there for you if I get let you keep your phone based on your action right now. Mm-hmm. I'm scared. And so it, it it brought on a whole meaning to this this punishment for her because her her mother loves her and she's scared like she wants her to be her best self but she's scared mm-hmm. so we Absolutely. try to you know we have to show them the vulnerability and we have to be more uh, vulnerable enough to show them and tell them why we love them yeah that's what love does i mean it makes us vulnerable and so we have to the, the same vulnerability we have in our personal relationships mm-hmm. when we don't have a problem telling them why we're why we love them and, and yeah. what they mean to us and what's so good about them let's do the same way with our teenagers our teens. yeah could not agree more that also goes into the trust too being trust to be vulnerable around them Right, you trust them with that vulnerability. Right, mm-hmm. need to see that the children or the the teens need to see that and know what that even looks like. You know, right. Mm-hmm. Um, the, and you're telling them you love them, yes, but and you're also they're able to let them see you emotional or, or having that tears. I know as a parent, I had a hard time with that because as a single parent, I got to be strong. I got to take care of this child. I can't let her see me weak. You know, because mm-hmm. I I need her to know that she got this strong person behind her, but later in life i realized that that was missing you know and that was important and that she needed that so mm-hmm. it was a lesson for me but i only had one child so i, I wouldn't do it differently because i don't have anyone to do it differently with. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, can but. Say, I, I don't know i could say and i don't know because um, i i probably cried a lot because i cry when i'm happy and i'm sad but but just in raising my kids as a single parent Mm-hmm. Uh, and five individuals with five individual personalities and actions and things that they were going through and having to step in on those things. Mm-hmm. Um, I showed a lot of vulnerability Yeah, um, because it was just overwhelming. And you just, you, I mean, my kids know me as a crier and they know when things are bothering me and they know when things are, you know, are not good. And so I showed 
them, this is hard, y'all. You know, this hard. Mm -hmm. And so I showed them, this is hard. You know, mm -hmm. let's let's do this because that's hard. Let's, you know, let's change this because this is hard for me. And right. I didn't put y'all on poor mama, but this is hard for us yeah. to right. do right. this. So let's, right. let's do something different because this is hard. Right. And so we have to show that vulnerability, you know, yeah. we have to trust, you know, show them that we trust them with that. Right. And in turn, they can trust us with theirs. Right. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, very true. I think trust is the probably one of the biggest key factors in all of this, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you want your, especially at teenage years, to really open up and to share and to be honest with you, they have mm -hmm. to trust that, you know, A, the hammer is not going to come down every time mm -hmm. that that you technically going to side with them more yeah. often than not that builds mm -hmm. that trust. And then also mm -hmm. that it's not going to get shared everywhere else. Right, too. right. You know, you, you're not going to go out blabbing their business. And the auntie and the grandma and everybody right. else. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I know with my kids mom. now, they have to tell me, don't say nothing. Because I used to be like, headquarters, family headquarters, right? I knew everybody's <laughs> stuff. So you gotta, you know, I knew, I had discernment. I knew what to not say to people, but you gotta tell me, like my kids, you gotta tell me, don't tell them because I'm gonna, we're family, right? right? So we right. have to solve problems. So I'm gonna say something, you yeah. know? So you gotta say, well, don't say anything to yeah. the rest of the kids or whatever. But but my girls in my program and even the students at my school, they know their word is safe with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless it's gonna harm themselves or others. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, my mouth is, is shut. I'm right. not telling anybody. Um, my kids, you know, totally different because we're in a group, you know. So right. I need, I need them, I need somebody else to know so that every, someone else knew, um, right. and so we can help you go through this. But you have to tell me not to say anything. But out of the household, it's safe. Yeah. You know, you don't have to worry about that outside the household. Mm -hmm. yeah, so like I said, I only had seven. Seven is a number of completion. I could have went so much further because when they were giving me so much information, I was like, we need to do a weekly check-in. <laughs> there's some stuff going on. And then one of them like, we, we do need to do a weekly check-in. I was like, okay, I got that on my planner now. Because um, they had a lot of discussions they wanted to have. Yeah. So Bridget, what are your final thoughts as we kind of wrap this up for today? Um. I will tell you, parents, that I am speaking from knowledge and experience, right? Um, so everything that I do in my organizations come from, from life experience as well as knowledge that I've picked up throughout the years and being an educator and a um, director and a clinician, um, the things that I note, um, noted at the beginning. Um, but as far as our, our organization, you can like us on Facebook. Um, building Bridges Outreach, Mentor and Outreach, um, and also on Beautiful Girls. We're on Instagram on Beautiful Girls underscore 2018. Um, we have created a BU curriculum that we are um, we're actually mobile now, going out into um, the community teaching the BU um, empowerment sessions. And also this summer we'll be launching my, me, myself and my family. It's a family affair. We'll be launching Building Bridges Mentor and Outreach Program with a summer back to school bash. Awesome. Thank awesome. you so much, y'all, for letting me be on this um, forum and talking to these parents. You know, I, I talk a lot and I believe wholeheartedly in everything that I say. So if it came from me, it's real. Right. Well, this has been uh, very good. And, and as I said, we thank you for taking the time to come on and share uh, share your experiences, put it out there. And I think everything that we've talked about today is 
very important for building, as you said, building bridges, right, uh, between the parent and the team. And the, the foundational pieces, as I said at the beginning of this video, are the communication that needs to happen and how that gets delivered. And then also the trust that that builds, because those are going to be the two pillars, I think, of it all that are going to make the difference, along with obviously the love and how you show and express that. So those right. are the key, I think, that, need, that needs to be there. Amina, what do you want to share with Bridget before we wrap up? Bridget, this was awesome. I absolutely love this one. Um, so, you know, sometimes you can do these these lives or videos or whatever, and, and you might be interested in the subject, but, you know, you're weighing in and out or whatever. But this was from beginning to end, great topic, kept me engaged and interested. And I hope that we had more audience than just the people I can see here because sometimes we do, but they don't comment or whatever, or they'll watch later because this is really important. And you did a wonderful job and hope to see you come back again, give us some more information because our teens and children are important and we, we wanna do the best we can for them. So thank you. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I look forward to coming back again. Okay, yeah. great. Well, Bridget, thank you again for joining us. Uh, we will do this again, for sure. We'll find uh, some additional topics. And as you said, new learnings to come. You're starting a new program uh, there in Houston, which I think is going to be awesome, especially in starting to include the, the boys and the girls as part of it. So I think you're going to uh, turn over some new soil, learn some new things that you can probably come back and share from those experiences as well. So, well, I have, I just want to say, I have a Nacogdoches, um, program as well. So I'm doing it in Nacogdoches in Houston. I don't want to forget them. I will never hear the, the end of it. My girls in Nacogdoches and my volunteers, I have to say a shout out to them because they are so pivotal in getting this together in Houston and in Nacogdoches. Awesome. Well, amazing. Well, Bridget, thank you. We will see you soon. Uh, and you. again, time very well spent and great, great information shared today. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Well, Mina, what are your, your final comments and thoughts as we wrap up the session for today? This has been just a great session. And Bridget gave us really good information. And, you know, so we, we've all been te teens at one time. And the topics that she gave us or the points that she gave us, the talking points, would have been nice if we had them when we were, or someone to tell our parents when we were coming up as teens. So, um, yeah. and, and, you know, after you've raised a child through teenager, through being a teenager, some of these become evident and you wish you could go back and change some of them, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, so I want to say that, yeah, yeah. I hope we get a lot of readers or viewers and podcast listens and, and so people can learn and, and have this great relationship with their children. I keep saying children, I mean teens. Yeah, I could not agree more with that. So great session today. Uh, as I said, uh, Bridget's information was on point. Definitely brought back some of those things, you know, as you said, as a teen yourself, and then as yeah. raising children, uh, you, it kind of resonates with you and say, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, I was good at this. Mm, wasn't so good at that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're not perfect. And as we talk about all the time on this channel, even though we may share some of the knowledge and experiences that we've had, doesn't mean we're experts at any of it. No, we're, we're, no, no. we're living and learning day to day. Mm -hmm. um, but I think the more that things like this that we can share, put out there in the community so that they can continue to, uh, self-develop, be better, be stronger. As Bridget says, you know, build those bridges. Um, I think that's going to be the value that we'll continue to bring. 
Uh, and with that said, uh, if you did find value in this, what was shared today and all the topics and different things that we talked about, please be sure that you like this video and also share it. So if there are other people or family, friends, people in your circle that you think could benefit from hearing this message, absolutely share a link to this video so they can check it out. And then over on YouTube, while you're there, be sure to click that subscribe button so that you don't uh, miss out on any of the new episodes as they get posted because you'll get a notification uh, when those when those come out. Uh, so we look forward to, to seeing you then. I mean, I think that's it for today. Yeah. Uh, until next time, everyone, uh, take care, be safe, and uh, aloha. Aloha.